Have you ever wondered why you've tried to communicate something in a room? Maybe it's to pitch your business. Maybe it's to present to those stakeholders. Maybe it's just to convince somebody of your point and for some reason it falls flat. Today, we're gonna be digging into communication techniques, tools, and tips that can make you land your message that much more clearly and get people to pay attention. Listen up. As you know, I am the host of the podcast, The Leaderful Inc. We are brand new. I've done some rebranding and really trying to dig into leadership concepts that have made all the difference in the world for me. Today, we're talking about communication. And I truly believe this is one of the most fundamental skills that if you learn to master, you can accelerate your progress and your success in nearly every aspect of your life. I love to say that when you think about speaking and delivering a message, you can still think of yourselves in the way that a musician does. We all have our favorite singers that seem to capture us with the sound of their voice, their tone, the way that they can emote and make you feel something in their message. If we all thought of ourselves, even as we're speaking, if we thought of ourselves with that same level of complexity and layers and different things we could do with our voice to deliver the message, I guarantee you there's so much more impact we can think about having. Communication is not just about the words that you speak, although it is really important to think about how you plan your message. The piece that people really tend to miss before we even get to what's coming out of your mouth is context understanding the context that you're walking into when you're about to have a conversation what is the receiver thinking about what's on their mind how are they going to receive your message there's a lot of pre-work that you could be doing to make sure that when you do deliver the message it's actually heard and acknowledged and received so we're going to spend some time talking about that before we get into some techniques to really level up the actual delivery planning your community communication is exactly as it sounds. Taking a few extra moments to think about the deliverer and the receiver and how the two are connected is so crucial. Let's say I am about to speak at the front of the room at my company and I'm about to give an update that I want the whole company to really listen to, take away, let it sink in and feel like, wow, at the end of this message, people understood what I had to say. Before I even get started, some of the ways that I prepare myself is to think about what is not said in this room right now that needs to be acknowledged. Are people tired? Are they bored? Are they already frustrated by this topic? And do I actually need to spend some time disarming them to receive my message in a friendlier way? Do I need to crack a joke? Do I need to warm them up? Do I need to acknowledge the elephant in the room so that they know I'm on their side, on their team, and they're ready to receive and listen carefully to what it is that I have to say? So acknowledging what else is in the room before the message is delivered is something that's really important. Some other things that I like to think about is what are the potential objections to this message? And it's usually the way that I start a meeting, start a conversation or start a talk. For example, if I'm gonna tell somebody something that is going to change about their employee experience, I might think about what are the objections that they're gonna to have to that message so I can deal with them up front. They think what I'm about to tell them is gonna 
make more work. They think what I'm about to tell them is going to decrease the value of something that I've already given them. I've got to address those things up front. Again, get that stuff out of the way so I can get right into my message. A third thing that really helps is taking a moment to appreciate the receiver. So this sounds a little bit odd, but often we walk into conversations already triggered and already assuming we know how the receiver is going to take in that information. We're like, oh, I feel yucky walking into this conversation because they're already pissed or this person's already frustrated or this is a really stubborn person that I'm trying to get through to. Taking a moment actually to appreciate the receiver makes you more empathetic in your delivery. For example, I can really appreciate Tom is really stubborn and doesn't often listen to me, but it's also because he's trying to be protective of his team and the people around him and wants the best for them. So appreciating that gives me more empathy in the situation. So I'm ready to have a dialogue even when I get challenged about my points. So we've talked a lot about what we want people to receive, but in the layer of that, how we deliver is what's gonna give the impact. What do we want people to think, feel, and do as a result of their interaction with you. It'd be a very different tone of delivery, for example, if I wanted somebody to feel inspired and motivated versus if I wanted somebody to feel like this is a really fun and funny place to work and very casual, I would choose my words very differently. I would choose my tone very differently and I would even pace it very differently. So thinking about what's the impact you wanna leave sets you up to start planning for the delivery. Okay, let's finally get into the delivery then. When you think of your voice, when you think of how you speak, there are so many different elements. Think about this as, deep as a canvas and a painter who uses different colors, who uses different tones. Your voice has volume, your voice has color, your voice and delivery has pace. And even in the way that you can hear, my voice is animated. I use tones in a particular way to give emphasis, to add interest and to make uh, my receiver feel a lot more comfortable. So. Some easy things that you can try to do as you think about preparing for a message is practice those things. Look in the mirror, record yourself. As you get your script and talking points ready, what does it look like for you to add a little bit more inflection in your voice? What does it look like for you to change the pace, to stop, to pause, to make a point? What does it look like for you to switch those things up and as you read it back, record it back, watch it back, you're gonna see there's very much a different energy that you have when you start to play with those things. And it's often, people are not gonna remember everything you say, but they will remember how you made them feel when they received that message. That's paraphrasing a quote by Maya Angelou, but I think you know where I'm going. Play with those things and experiment in a meaningful way. Another lever that we have is body language, especially in the world of video. A lot of us are on Zoom calls, Teams calls, and you don't get to be with somebody in person, but you have to use this little box and screen in front of you to help convey the energy, the impact, and the message that you're trying to deliver. So it goes without saying these seem like basics, but leaning into the frame and into the camera, sitting with good posture, smiling, using eye contact. Those are all things that subtly, 
either give the listener or the viewer confidence in your message or make them totally tune out and think that you don't really have it together or don't really know what it is that you're talking about. Play with those things. Okay, now we've made our way into the words chosen. Not surprisingly, your communication has a lot more to do with the receiver than it does yourself. We've talked about this a little bit now. What does that mean for how you would deliver a message? Everything that you say should in some way address those person's need states, the things that are really important to them, or the things that they're thinking about in the back of their mind. For example, let's say you were interviewing for a job or you were trying to pitch your business and you feel really confident that you have the skills to do that job or, you know, your business is fully able to service what this potential client wants you to do. How do you give them confidence that you are the right person for the job or for the gig? It all comes back to connecting what it is that you do with what it is that they want in a really direct way. It's not enough to say, for example, let's say you're a video editor. It's not enough to say that you have really excellent video editing tools. You can get the job done really quickly and professionally. You should know and be mindful of what is it that that client actually values? Do they value speed? Do they value quality? Maybe they're looking for originality. And if you walk into a interview trying to get this job with this client and you're not able to speak to what you can do in the context of what's important to them, you've lost them or you've lost the opportunity to really connect why they should choose you, believe you and have confidence in, in what it is that you bring to the table. Interviewing for a job works the very same way. You get asked all the time, tell me about yourself. That's a question that you would get. As much as that's an opportunity for you to tell parts of your life story, talk about past jobs. It's always in the context of the person that you're speaking to and the opportunity that you're trying to get. I wouldn't tell parts of my life story in an interview to be a strategist. I wouldn't talk about how I've moved all these different houses and I have kids and I'm interested in podcasting as a side hobby, unless it was directly related to the job that I was applying for. Instead, I might reframe my message, my experience to be directly related to that opportunity. For example, my story might start something like this and I'm not actually interviewing for a strategist role. So forgive me if this is a little bit off the cuff, but you're gonna get the essence of this. All my life, I've been a super strategic person from the moments playing puzzles with my siblings to finding ways to connect my passions together Strategy has always been something that's important to me to get where it is that I've wanted to go. In all of my jobs, I've seen patterns and I've been really able to find insights that have helped me be strategic in how I've worked on events, how I've supported brands, how I've led teams. Strategy has always been a common thread for the way that I live my life and the way that I lead in a room. So you can see in that example, Again, you're gonna to wanna to brush up and practice these. But you can see in that example, I told some very you know, personal details that maybe mean nothing, but in the context of applying for a strategic role, I was able to reference how strategy is a part of my overall story. So spending time thinking about what they value, what it is that they want in the context of what it is that you need to say and deliver and finding a way to mesh the two together is gonna be so much more effective in making sure your message is heard. 
Those are my tips for today. Communication is layered and there's gonna be many more different episodes on this particular topic. There will be several episodes on this topic because of all the different layers of communication. We haven't even talked about how do you deal with a difficult conversation where tensions are high and people are feeling really vulnerable to other moments where you need to be a specific way, more persuasive, more charismatic, or you know, really convince somebody of a point. Negotiation, as an example, is a different scenario where we would think and plan our communication ahead of time. I hope these tips were valuable for you. If you want to see and hear more about this topic, I would love to know that. Please share your feedback and let me know what else is top of mind for you to be more leaderful in the ways that you work, live, and lead at home and otherwise.